0: This is season one, episode four of the Steady Trade Podcast. Today we're talking about things like earnings reports, press releases, and SEC reports, different types of news catalysts that influence the way stocks move. You need to learn what they are and how to use them if you want to become a consistently successful day trader. And of course, we're still giving away a TV and a laptop computer and a bunch of other stuff. It could be yours. Take a listen.
1: When I first started trading, it was easy to see that stock prices would change. And, and that's kind of what it's all about, <laughs> like right? But what wasn't so easy is to understand why they changed. What are the catalysts that move stocks? Companies issue press releases about how amazing their products are. But those press releases, I mean, let's be honest, they exaggerate at best. And traders often react to these exaggerations and those reactions can go either way. I mean, companies also publish annual and quarterly earnings reports, which provide much better information about the actual health of that company. But you only get four or five of those a year. SEC reports they're another source of information that can make stocks move but those documents are so tedious and boring I mean of course there are other news sources as well other catalysts that bring attention to the market and move stock prices up or down but keeping track of all of them isn't easy it takes effort and dedication and I mean you know what <laughs> You know what? I mean, maybe I should just go back to grade school and start my own lemonade stand. I mean, Newcastle literally does boast the best lemons in all of Britain. And that's only a slight exaggeration.
0: This is the Steady Trade Podcast, powered by Stocks to Trade with seasoned, successful veteran Tim Bowen, and the guy who still needs his mom to change his diapers, Steven Johnson. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to episode four of the Steady Trade Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about you know why do stocks move? What makes them move? One of the most frequent questions I get is, okay XYZ stock moved today. ABC stock popped up. Why? Well, why do these stocks pop? Why do they move? Why do they go up? Why do they go down? Now, not always, always, but quite frequently is related to news, earnings, announcements, contracts,
1: and other fundamental type
0: opportunities.
1: Tim, I, I like that, and I'm just I'm just excited that we're on a brand new show. It's like a it's like a brand new show, like a brand new world, but a brand new show.
0: You know, I was actually kind of surprised <laughs> that, that that you've hung around this much. Um, you keep telling me about these pub stories in London, and I was like, the fourth day in a row, Stephen has actually showed up for work.
1: I know, like we should not be the, the podcast should not be about what makes stocks move and talking about the news. It should be like my news that I've left the show because I just couldn't handle it. I just, <laughs> I, just I just, I just, I went on a, a bender and never come back. And you had to record it by yourself. <laughs> but I'm still here. I'm I'm here. I'm sober, and we're talking about the news, and I love it. Like for me, I mean, I, I think the most important starter is what. On earth, what the hell makes a stock spike in the first place? What even is a stock spike? When you're scanning for stocks, especially in low price stocks, and especially if you're
0: building an account or, or getting started in trading like I know a lot of you guys are, you need to focus on stocks that are up at least 10% a day. And I mean, I think you might have noticed I put heavy emphasis on at least 10% because There's no point in trading slow-moving stocks if you're a beginning trader or if you have a small account. Go back to what I talked about, my frustration with real stocks. If you're talking a couple percent in a year, you're never going to get where you want to be as a trader. So 10% Ten percent minimum is what I look at. I mean, is that similar to kind of what you screen for, Stephen?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, probably what I'd say is, is a spike is a good thing. I mean, if for anyone who doesn't know, providing you're not short selling, a spike is what you're looking for. Because I used to think if you spike something, or if something spikes, it's kind of like spiking a drink, and we just, we just don't want to go onto that topic at all or mention rev- Revoltril or whatever, whatever that drug is. I don't know it because I don't use it because I'm not a criminal, but. But um, when I think of stock spiking, I would, I would, I would go for ten uh, percent plus on on the scans. And the, the the funny thing is, there's a there's a there's a judgment on them because you want stocks that spikes, but you don't want spikes that stocks that spike too much.
0: Well, and actually, that's you. You mentioned that spikes are bad for short selling, but actually, I would counter that in that spike. The 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 beauty of a stock spike is there are mul- multiple opportunities on both sides and where i've where i can get uh like you mentioned a spike that goes too far too fast is a perfect short selling opportunity but kind of where you started is, yeah, we're looking in that 10% range because we want a stock that is up, a stock that is up trending, but we don't want it to go too far too fast because if it gets ahead of itself, and this is kind of you know inside baseball trading terms, if it gets ahead of itself, if it moves too far too fast, you might be buying the top and you do not want to buy the top.
1: I, I totally agree with you, Tim, but I just hope that you're not going to disagree with me on any more points because I don't want this to get into some sort of battle. I mean, we know that I'm the, I'm the younger, more dynamic, fresh learning guy, and you're, you're more of the older, salty guy, and I hope there's not going to be any conflict on the show today.
0: Well, while I may be old, <laughs> slow, and dangerous behind the wheel of an automobile, I still think... I'm not concerned about taking care of, of, of a young lad like you, Stephen. I'm I'm pretty right. confident in my abilities
1: there. I just I just don't want you to, for, for your sake, I mean, it's like, it's like McGregor Mayweather apart from McGregor wins. Well, that's
0: what I was, actually. It's funny you <laughs> use that story because it's kind of funny. The 40-year-old dinosaur seemed to pull out ahead in that against, against you from the... Uh, and, and again, remember, as an American, I just assume that... Britain Ireland you know it's all the same thing to me I I know I know no geography other than the fact that there's this place that is all a guy a bunch of guys
1: that talk funny no no definitely and I mean from where I'm from I like the class England and Ireland is the same thing as well but unfortunately some people in Ireland don't feel the same way <laughs> 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 but I mean Talking on uh, spikes, I mean, yeah, I mean, it can't have like three green days in a row. It can't have three big spikes in a row if it's a daily chart or it can't be spiking up 50%. And I mean, I guess we can clarify that. But the other question is what, like, why do they spike? Why does a stock spike in the first place? Why do some stocks spike more than other stocks? Uh, Why does some seem to uh, react more volatile with more volatility than others? Uh, I would love you to clear some of this up because for me it would be beneficial.
0: Yeah yeah well, so let's let's jump back a little bit as to what are kind of the catalysts. What are the news items that you should number one focus on and number two that have the most potential to move the stocks. The number one biggest one that that comes up four times a year is earnings. So all publicly traded stocks are, are required. By, you know, by the SEC, by FINRA, all of these governing bodies to report their earnings four times a year. So that is what you'll hear a lot on financial media, you'll hear them talk about earnings season. Well, earnings season is roughly a month after the end of each quarterly reporting period. What are yeah. earnings? It is basically where a company comes out and says, this is our financial report. Uh, you know, we made money. This is our sales. This is where the sales come from, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that A lot of boring stuff. It's all
1: boring stuff, though, isn't
0: it? You know, it is boring. It's kind of boring. And, and, and you know, I will be honest. In 10 years of day trading, um, I read about the first paragraph of an earnings report. One of the beauties of day trading is we only care about the reaction. To an earnings announcement. So while these poor bastard interns that are trapped in the basement of JP Morgan and other banks, investment banks, are tortured by reading these earnings reports, as day traders, we don't need to do that. We don't need to waste the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll I'd, read the I don't headline. Read
1: them. Yeah. I don't even read them. I don't even read any of them, but maybe that's why I'm not a profitable trader. Actually, it's
0: not a bad strategy. Uh, you know, because, because again, When we talk about (laughs) earnings winners and earnings losers, we only care the reaction to
1: them. Only price pays. Tim, I bloody love that. I bloody love that. Because you're lazy. I bloody love that. And I'll tell you what I've just thought of while you've been saying that. Earnings winners, they've got to earn your respect. They've got to earn your goddamn respect. And the only way they earn your respect is price action, baby. Price action exactly you will you, you will say that right i'm I'm, nope. I'm I'm making it more modern and trendy but but i mean you, you've got like an old way of saying that right i do and and, and, and only
0: price pays is my way of saying it what, you know, what's the old-fashioned way it's cool
1: no because i've got in your respect baby in your respect what's what's your old-fashioned way of saying it that you used to say in the 60s uh, well, I wasn't born in the 60s yet I,
0: I was close But I wasn't quite that I'm not quite that old But I am old
1: Can can we please Can we please uh, Have a survey After this episode And Tim You can say Your way to remember How to How to remember Whether it's an earnings winner Or an earnings loser And I'll say You've what was it? They've got it in your respect, baby. And we should have a You forgot
0: your. You forgot your catchphrase thirty seconds minutes. after he came up with it. No,
1: it's not, It's so not memorable that I can't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but can we have a poll on Twitter or something like somehow on the website to see who is the best, the most I like memorable? want to go. That. I want to go heads up with you. So, you, what's your old-fashioned way of saying it that you used to say in the sixties?
0: Only price pay.
1: Only Only Price Paid Only Price Paid Only Price pays. in Maine is earnings winners they've got to earn your respect they've got to earn your goddamn respect action, baby. Praise action. In your respect, baby. In your respect. Price action, baby. Praise action. In your respect, baby. In your respect. Respect. The, got to earn your respect, baby. That's that's mine and yours, eh? and we will put a poll on the website, guys. Vote for me, okay. I like it. Okay. So stocks, it's earnings. Earnings make stocks spike. Yeah. So it's
0: actually as a day trader, you know, one of the best times to be ready to go, you know, to be, to, to be prepared and and ready is, is during these earnings seasons. And, uh, so again, you, yeah, you cannot predict you don't like Steven said. And I mean, he has a bit actually, while I do read, a lot of kind of the introduction of these earnings reports, there is no real need to because first thing you do is what we started out with in the beginning of this conversation is you look for stocks that are up 10% because if it's earnings season and the stock's up 10%, you know it is quote unquote in play. So after it spikes, it's it's considered an earnings winner and these are repeatable stocks to look for because... What we refer to as former runners This is again kind of one of those day trading terms You'll get more and more familiar with Is there are a handful of stocks That run almost every time they release earnings So that's part of building up your mental database That's part of experience That's part of what we're going to bring you On the Steady Trade podcast Is that ability to recognize these types of stocks That move consistently based on earnings So that's the biggest one number okay, well,
1: two i just want to i just want to say that i get that and and i understand that we we look we look for these 10 queues the sec filings, and if there's a recent 10 queue you know that it's had earnings but my dilemma is you only have earnings four times a year so four times a year four times a year the earnings come out it's it's every quarter and you get the one annual one but my question to you is, that's only four times a year so what 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 do you want me to do all of the rest of the year? Are you just going to kick me to the curb? Are you just going to tell me I'm not good enough? I'm a loser. I have
0: a, sol- I have a solution for you. Uh, are
1: you going to tell? Are you going to tell me I'm not good enough and I shouldn't be trading the rest of the year because it's only four times?
0: Well, I I do say you're not good enough, but I spend D- most of my time doing that behind your back. I don't like to kind of do it to your face.
1: But so do you, do you, are you? Are you calling me a loser indirectly? Uh, <laughs> pretty much, but you know don't don't feel bad about it. I feel pretty bad about it, but, but we'll I, I don't on. do it ever I don't do it every. <laughs> <laughs> day.
0: I just do it quite frequently, maybe three only, to four times a week.
1: Only when there's thousands of people listening. Only, only, in, only in front of mass audiences. Exactly. Okay, so, so if I'm allowed to trade and it's not earnings, what is it going to be?
0: Next is we're going to look for news, and now news is a very... V- Broad term, but that includes kind of three or four main things. Number one is, say, a a press release. A press release is probably the most common where, uh, and why would a company issue a press release? Maybe they have a new product. Okay, so if you know, a, a classic example would be Apple releasing a new iPhone. Now, obviously, we don't necessarily trade. Apple in in low price land But this is just an analogy If they've got a new iPhone, they're going to issue a press release If you're a $2 stock And you have a new product, you're going to issue A press release, so number one Is press release Number two would be like a contract win Again, say you're a supplier of, I've got my Sharpie in front of me. So say you sell Sharpies and your company just sold $100 million in Sharpies to the federal government. That's a contract win. You're going to announce that because, again, you want to instill confidence
1: and get buyers to come to your stock. Tim, I've, I've got the best answer ever. The, you're going to love me for this one. You're going to be like, this guy is learning. Um, do you remember WKHS, the workhouse? They were kind of a green technology company. Um, uh, no, they were a drone. Yes. They were a drone technology company. They were, yep. they were into flying drones, but the, the US government squashed. Say, I'm not as dumb as, I'm not as dumb as I look, but I look smart if this is a podcast because you can't see me. But the WKHS, they, they were into drone technology. The um, and the, the American gov- and they were going to partnership with Amazon and, and do drone deliveries. But the American government, the, 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 the drone laws were a bit stringent. They couldn't do it. So they remodeled themselves. And their recent news was that they made this kind of prototype green autonomous helicopter. And, and the stock spiked on the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what it ended up happening was it, it spiked anticipation of the news. And then it sold when the news come out. Buy the rumor, sell the news. If you haven't heard the phrase, again, you, you'll explain it better than me. Yeah, and that's something we look for,
0: again, in these low price stocks because the simple fact is that the majority of these stocks do fail, and that's why we talk about short-selling a lot, is there are opportunities on what what I would call both sides of the trade. Um, they're they're like a $2 that. stock for a reason. They're a $1 stock for a reason, and because they're speculative, because they have probably failed many times in the past. So the beauty of this type of announcement, like WKHS announcing they have a, a drone, they, they announced they had like an electric uh pickup truck as well. Yeah, they they'll yeah. they'll key on a lot of the you'll see this a lot in speculative stocks, where they will key on a trendy sector. Um will they succeed most likely not does that mean the stock won't spike 10 20 50 100 percent in anticipation it does not either you know that there are definite opportunities there
1: yeah i guess there's a scale there's a scale of how it's it's subject it's not subjective but there's a scale and it's kind of like, it, de- it really depends on, on how good the new is, how big a deal it is. I mean, it's, it's tough to judge that, because I would say, what's more important, the fact that WKHS uh, announced a, a helicopter, or that another company released good earnings? Like, how do you weigh which is better than the other?
0: Well, again, this is part of kind of experience, but you ultimately, it goes back to the... the Performance in the past. So, if this is a company that that has has responded well to earnings in the past and has continued to kind of move up, then that is a much better kind of what I would call quality setup. Now, yeah. if you get a low price stock that has failed every time it's released a press release and it's failed every time it has re- released a, a, a new contract win then you need to be very cautious speculating in that stock. And if anything, perhaps you wait, you, you, you start using the sniper analogy, and you simply wait for that one, two, or three-day run, and then you look to short sell based yeah. on the fact that this company every time
1: seems to screw up everything they do. But, Tim, that's, that's why trading is so mental, because it's like you can't just take one piece of information and think, well, that's it, because WKHS might be releasing a new helicopter, but if they've got a terrible 12-month chart, something's a bit off with them. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so and, and, it, and we will, you know, kind of in, in, in coming episodes, we will, we will do a lot of chartology and, and uh, actually. Oh, God, did you just make that up? I, I did not, but actually I have my favorite term, and and this will probably be one of the video episodes we do that, that will will get much more visual, is I constantly talk about chart
1: porn, okay? i have got an order here for a large meat lover's pizza.
0: I think you have the wrong address. I stop love, I love stock charts. I love looking at them all day long. I can't stop looking at them.
1: Do you know? Do you know? I can't even. You can't even say that in case the Dubai government are listening. If I if I type chart porn into my Google server, it, I will be arrested. I'll be blocked and arrested. <laughs> there is no chart porn in well, Dubai. Well, then, then
0: I will say chart porn like every thirty seconds because I've been begging for a new co-host for months and they won't get me a new co-host. So if I can somehow yeah. get you thrown in prison
1: win-win for me <laughs> yeah yeah as you'll be getting you'll be getting a call though from the, the dubai police to, to bail me out and they'll be, and they'll be speaking <laughs> i don't even know what's going on but yeah, but yeah what, don't put me in prison
0: what, what steven touched on is is ultimately the chart the the stock chart and i'm sure you've seen you know if you're interested in trading i'm sure you've seen them but but the chart reflects the price movement reflects what this what the stock has done in the past and Here's Let's another one
1: of my term old chart, man show you what the own short say term chart is be. So let, let the long term chart show you what the short term chart is. Yes. So again, if like you mentioned, if this stock spikes
0: and fails every time, you can look back in in the past. You can see yeah. what the stock did a year ago, you can see what it did five years ago and thanks to tools like stocks to trade you can see those spikes you can then go to your research section and see what caused it to spike and you can start to see repeatable patterns and what in trading one of the things we love more than anything is a repeating pattern because then that allows us to predict as much as possible what the stock price is going to do in the short term
1: I mean, i w- i w- I mean, just,
0: just if for all the rocks as well, I would create a thing, and I'd say.
1: Like that, that would be, that would be mine. Just in case people don't understand what yours is. I, th- I
0: think you got to kind of make it, <laughs> you got to kind of make it
1: rhyme. <laughs> I think if it's got so to catch the, stock, the rhymes. It's time. It's say uh, TikTok is on the clock. <laughs> You've got to write it, baby. right. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think uh, that's that's that needs some work,
1: but, but, uh, some, but hey. that's some free living. But whatever, I, I was important. I didn't know it. God, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs>
0: so that is again where the stock chart comes in, and and again we'll talk about that a lot more. Um, and 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 because what we're doing as day traders, pretty much every day trader is not strictly a technician or a fundamentalist. So, and when I say technician, though, that is
1: just the chart just the price information okay i've got a question for you tim what the hell does market capitalization mean on market cap because we get this a lot because low market caps run faster correct big so what what on this big blue earth Does that mean
0: So your market cap Is based on The the number of Shares That are available In the marketplace So number of stock shares Because keep in mind There isn't An unlimited Supply Of stock shares There is a Controlled Supply Then The market cap Is based on The amount of Available shares And the current price So For a Simplistic analogy If If Steven Johnson Inc. Has 1 million shares outstanding and is currently trading at a dollar a share, then Stephen Johnson Inc.'s market cap is $1 million. I now, the dream. Th- there we go. So, one of the reasons we like low market cap stocks is think about the valuation. So, Stephen Johnson Inc. is worth $1 million today. If he issues a press release, about his great new linguistic product since he is so good with his analogies. Yeah. And this the market responds positively to that, starts buying Ooh. up his stock. Remember the stock Ooh. market is supply and demand that will push his price up quickly. So if it if his price goes from one dollar to two dollar, he has now just doubled his market cap to two million dollars. He's now his market cap is doubled, but is still only two million dollars that is the beauty one of the many beauties of low price stocks because if you are a if you are apple and you have 15 billion shares outstanding it is so much more difficult for that stock to make a quick
1: move so so just to clarify this so tim so what we're saying is so say say sam i'm i'm a pretty big deal and I am a, I'm a pretty big deal. So I'm a pretty big deal. I've got a million shares and people buy the company. But say I'm equally as big a deal, but there's only 10,000 shares in the market cap. The 10,000 share company is going to move much faster, even though the news is the same, even though there's no difference in how big a deal I am. It's, yes. The 10,000 share, because everyone wants to buy because I'm a big deal, but there's no one selling because there's not as many sellers so it moves much more with much more volatility
0: exactly and that's what we talk about when we talk about low float stocks because the float is the freely tradable shares because your market cap will be based on total shares outstanding and this is here we're getting into the textbooky uh stock market type stuff but Uh, All companies are made up of of, of freely tradable shares as well as institutionally owned and insider owned shares. Insiders and institutions, we don't necessarily care about because they aren't liquid. They are, you know, if it's an institution like a mutual fund, like a, uh, a retirement account manager, they aren't actively trading the stock. They are holding it and sitting on it. And then insiders... Insiders are the uh, you know the, the the CEO, the CFO, the 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 um, executives of the company typically own a lot of shares. They may yeah. be what's called locked up, where they can only sell at certain periods of the year. The float then is the freely tradable shares in the stock market that any of us can trade. Me, Stephen, uh, Austin Powers, anybody. So what's great yeah, is. Baby. The lower the float, the more volatile the stock, because when that news hits, everybody wants in, animal spirits, and the less supply, the greater the volatility.
1: Yeah, okay, okay, I'm following this, so we've got, what's a stock spike, we've got, how does it spike, we've got the the WKHS, the workhorse, the drone technology, we've got the earnings reports uh we've got kind of um a government contract i know you mentioned This is what i call it yep um you tit for tat this for that catalyst news whatever i know
0: it's th- i know it's i know it's it's, it's it's three i know it's three syllables so it's probably Cat- tough tough for you to figure out but
1: but i mean catalyst is a nice word it sounds like it come from a laboratory but whatever <laughs> if you want if you want to say catalyst we're gonna say catalyst um but like what else happens because i see a lot of stocks spiking and it seems for no reason i mean are people just degenerate gamblers or is there is there other reasons well a little bit of a little bit of both Um, but
0: one of the biggest things that will move an an entire sector of stocks is is what's referred to as sympathy plays so just like all of our listeners feel sympathetic for you it quite happens where stocks will react based on what other stocks are doing so one of the mo- one of the couple of the most famous are like the shipping companies from the fall of 2016
1: i'm going to put you on a ship i'm going to put you on a ship and send you far away <laughs> Do this on the <laughs> one <laughs> and the other.
0: Probably the most famous and and actually, we talk about our you know our friend and investor Tim Sykes, and he actually had a great article on this. And in, in I think it was Business Week or Bloomberg is the marijuana stocks. This is probably yeah, yeah. the best example of, of I would say like a textbook example of the sympathy plays because. This was all based around, you know, the legalization of of recre- recreational marijuana in, you know, I think it was Colorado and Washington back then. Yeah. And all of these stocks, I mean, there were dozen, dozens. I mean, there was 10, 15, maybe, maybe two dozen. All reacted simply because of the fact that there was this potential for recreational marijuana legalization. Now, yeah. a lot of these companies... Well, the majority of them all ultimately failed. They're all the worst companies in the world, but it's the classic example of a sympathy play because everyone bought these stocks in anticipation of this theme.
1: Yeah, no, and and people should know the stocks as well because this might come around again. Like sure. off, I know AMMJ was one, CNAB was one, C-A-N-N, M-J-N-A, they were all the kind of sympathy players that ran on this vote, and it was back in um, it was back in October last year. And I, unfortunately, I was a newbie; I was a spring chicken, and I just didn't know what the hell was going on.
0: And that's you know the the why, one of the reasons we wanted to focus on the the marijuana stocks is it was the basically the perfect recipe of of all these things we've just talked about in this episode. Many many of them were very inexpensive; some of them a penny, some of them ten cents what does that do that allows anybody to speculate in them i mean you could have a couple hundred dollars in your trading account and you could buy
1: a lot of shares of a 10 cent stock these stocks are volatile but at the end of the day it's just a catalyst though and sometimes i think sympathy plays are are unpredictable it's it's the same with the shipping sector in november it's it's hard to find an entry it's hard to predict what they're going to do because it's not like it's earnings and there's been a positive reaction, so there should be a good day too. Like you don't know what's going to happen with these plays. Like I, I don't know how you trade them.
0: Yeah, I and you know, and to be honest with you, it is a very valid discussion. It is a very valid setup. But of all of the catalysts we've talked about today, sympathy plays are probably my least favorite. I would much yeah. rather because, like you said, sometimes they're just random because you can have say a company in a sector whatever it is um construction and they may they may get a billion dollar contract to build some bridge somewhere and they spike 30 percent now quite frequently you can play the sympathy construction companies but they won't move to the degree that the one winning the contract did, because the one they they won a billion dollar contract, so yeah. yes they 're tradable yes there 's opportunities there, yes, you should know and understand them, but be beyond earnings.
1: Contracts, press releases. It is definitely my least favorite type setup. Yeah. And there's so many horrible, horrible, horrible nuances in it as well, like especially <laughs> with the, but especially with the ships as well. Like I'll remember one stock that I lost on. Um, I was, I was in uh, drys was running or, no, tops. Tops was running really, really well a couple of months back. So I invested in Drys, and I was thinking, ah, well, if Tops is running, Drys should run Sympathy. And a couple of them, like DCIX was running as well. A few other were running in Sympathy. But obviously, Drys were just offloading a ton of shares. And through that deal that they've got... And they were, they were selling and diluting the float. And that was, even though it should have run in sympathy, it wasn't because of the dilution. And silly little things like that you've got to take into account.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's, we're really getting into tinfoil hat stock market stuff there. But yeah, what, what Stephen's talking about is DRYS was a stock that had spiked like from $2 to $150 in two days based on a, a short squeeze which we'll talk about short squeezes in future episodes but basically they took advantage of that short squeeze to just sell bill i think uh, hopefully i'm not misquoted but i think billions of shares of their stock Where it was basically just kind of a a shady deal, though, though it's technically legal, where they took advantage of this ridiculous spike of their stock to offload a bunch of stock for the insiders and profited off of a lot of average Joe traders like us that didn't
1: recognize that this is just a short term spike. So, what would you say is the best catalyst of every catalyst? So, you've got sympathy plays, you've got the earnings winners, contract winners, you've got just new deal announcements. What's what's the best? What's what's the the Michael Jordan of catalysts? Well, my my
0: favorite would be earnings, but like you said, it only happens you know a few months out of the year. So let's we'll, we'll count earnings as the best, but like you said, what are you going to do the other nine ten months of the year? My next favorite would be contract wins. Um, that is, because that's that's something that any, you know, everybody understands, everybody can get behind. I mean, you may be new to trading, but if you see, say a, let's go back to Steven Johnson, Inc., and he's got a $1 million market cap. That is the total value of all of his shares. And he wins a $10 million 90-day contract. Again, you might be new, but I think you see the potential there. If he's if his entire company is worth one million dollars and he just landed a ten million dollar contract, what should that do to the stock price?
1: Yeah, and and it's good as well because like maybe if people hear this for the first time, it sounds a bit complicated, but it really, really isn't. I mean, for for us, I mean, obviously we're we're both on stocks to trade. So you click news and the and you see the headline saying. This ticker wins ten million contracts, and that's it. <laughs> There's not that much more research. You can read it if you want, but you see the float is a hundred million contracts, ten million. Other floats one million. It's pretty straightforward once you get into it.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of stocks to trade is is again, like you said, is especially as short term traders. And 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 the nice thing is these low price companies, they will put, and this is kind of a more more stock market insider type talk they will intentionally put the value of the contract in the 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 news title okay again if you are a and i'm doing air quotes right now real companies don't do that you know if it's if it's ge general electric and they win a contract they don't put the value of the contract in the headline okay Penny stocks, low price stocks, do it because they want exactly what Stephen just said. They want guys running tools like Stocks to Trade to see that headline, see the price movement, and trade it accordingly. Now, that I kind of made maybe made that sound a little bad, but that is the beauty of it. Is back to the beginning. If this stock's up ten percent in the morning, I see a contract at eight a.m. That is a stock that is at the top of my list to trade that day because it's already up on the day. odds are there's a very good odds that it goes up 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 percent. So now,
1: thanks to the tools and my experience, I can grab big gains short term. Yeah, it's just to give people a process because I know I hear this on the on the challenge as well, like I'm on the Tim Sakes challenge, and I hear people always asking, "How do you find these stocks? How do you find these stocks?" And uh, I mean, just my processes, maybe you can see your process as well, but my process is literally keep track of the top percent gainers. Look at why they're up. <laughs> the news section says earnings, or it says contract win, or you know it's in a sector that's another company's had news. And that is literally it. That's it
0: so much of trading is wash. Well, first of all, you need to understand all these things we're talking about in these episodes. You need to build that base, but so much of it is, yeah, it's just wash, rinse, repeat. You're Every day you're looking for those big gainers and you're looking for catalysts every single
1: day. Yeah. And I mean, and as well, and sometimes as well, it's easier to, I mean, bet on the stocks going down because you can see that they've gone up three days, four days. It's for me, it seems a little bit easier to see them getting tired. And then maybe then the catalyst isn't as important because you can, you can judge by the price action a little bit and it's been up four days. So it is due to come down. So that's so, kind of the opposite.
0: Right. So what Steven's is talking about is is what's referred to as the the three-day rule. Um, this is a very arbitrary and very kind of wishy-washy rule. But, again, one of the beauties of these low-price stocks, as I've mentioned many times, is they, they all, almost all, ultimately fail. We talked about it in uh, one of the previous episodes when, when Tim Sykes was interviewing with Larry King. Larry King put him on the spot, and he's like, it did any of these low price stocks ever succeed. And and Tim could come up with one example, true religion genes. So the beauty of the day three rule is if that stock is up 50% the first day, 50% the second day, 20% the third day, the volume is fading. Again, we'll talk about charts. We'll talk about technicals in the future. You can see the volume, the amount of people trading this stock and where where momentum and where irrational exuberance comes in is those first couple days, and you don't necessarily even need to be there the first couple days, especially if you are a short bias trader. You can wait for those three day moves. Once you see the stock start to kind of roll over and start downtrending, there's no follow up to the press release. There's no you know new press release. You can start looking to short and profit on the backside of the side.
1: Hey, everybody, Stephen Johnson here. Don't forget to head over to our website, SteadyTrade.com. You get the chance to win a greedy little bastard package and go to the website, give some feedback, tell us that I'm great, tell us that I suck, tell me that I'm terrible at this and I should never do it again and I should not be on YouTube either and I should just go back to my normal job in advertising. But fill out the survey, you'll stand a chance of winning the prize. And take a look at my YouTube videos. You will not believe how handsome I actually am. Girls and guys like Hi, this is Latrina from Frederick, Maryland, and I like to clean my kitchen while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast. You can register to win prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in Frederick, Maryland.
0: Hey!
1: Yeah, so I, I just wanted to add some new language as, a, as maybe as a, a finishing point. And, like, you, Tim, you were talking about kind of the socks going up and up and up. So, I mean, this is maybe using Newcastle Tim's from England, but do, do, do you know when the, the stocks get proper big high? Do you know when they get dead high? Like, what's the biggest biggest spike you've
0: ever seen um i tell you one of the biggest spikes i've ever seen was was we were back to summer of 2016 and tcco um live as i was trading it went up i think 600 percent in like 15 minutes so that that's one of the biggest i actually have uh, i was recording for some of the introdu- introductory stuff for stocks to trade and, and live saw that stock spike so that is that doesn't happen every day but that's the type of potential for these stocks
1: so that was so you you saw it and you thought that is a really big spike and you yes. felt it was big yes you felt, oh, that, that, that's big that's big It was big So you looked at it You looked at it and you thought that is a big spike (laughs) I did, yes (laughs) Did you touch it? No, you couldn't because it's on the screen (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I might have I might have had to clean my screen afterwards too
1: the Steady Trade Podcast would like to
0: apologize for Steven's overcompensating sense of humor. What can we say? He likes big spikes and he cannot lie. But, <laughs> right, um, you know, I, 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 I do like I do like my chart porn. I do like to caress my right. charts. No,
1: but I mean, ultimately, that's how sometimes you have to look at spikes. You just have to think, that's a big one and that's impressive. You know what I mean? that's a lot of that's impressive. That is, that is true.